Hey, listeners, welcome to Bon Appetit's new podcast, Food People. I'm Amanda Shapiro, editorial director at Bon Appetit and your host. In each episode of this show, we're going to tackle a single food question. And let me start this one off by saying that we are in the final days of summer, sadly. And for us food people, that means we're soaking up the final few weeks of grilling season. Now, I can handle like the burgers and the hot dogs, but one thing that I've always been kind of hesitant to grill is chicken. I don't know why, poultry just seems very sensitive. It's kind of a bummer too, because barbecue chicken is probably one of my absolute favorite foods, but I'm just too scared to cook it at home. So I was really thrilled that the August issue of Bon Appetit, it is also the grilling issue, features a whole slew of grilled chicken recipes and advice on how to do it. But I also realized looking through it that there are all these conflicting opinions when it comes to the best way to grill chicken. I have questions like, is white meat better than dark meat? Marinade or no marinade? What about a sauce at the end? Do I need one? So for this week's episode, I am bringing in two Test Kitchen editors who worked on this grilled chicken package, Andy Baragani and Jesse Yuchen. Andy is a Test Kitchen veteran, and Jesse is one of our newer staffers, and I'm thrilled to have them both on the show. Hi, both of you. Thank you for being here. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Jesse. Hi. I feel like I learned so much about you right there, Amanda. I mean, uh, uh, your love for barbecue chicken, uh, your feeling towards a chicken being a delicate bird on the grill. This is just what I wondered. <laughs> wow, all these new facts. You must be forgetting the time that we developed a healthiest barbecue chicken recipe. And I think I like ate the entire plate at the tasting. You know, actually, that's the first image that popped in my head when you said barbecue chicken, not you of you eating the whole plate, but that, that, <laughs> that but, the, but of that photo, that healthiest uh, barbecue chicken is uh, that's a beautiful photo. How could I forget? It's that's true. A- and I'm not ashamed to admit it. It was, it was a delicious <laughs> recipe, but that's not the recipe we're here to talk about today. We have a whole slate of new chicken recipes. So we're going to talk about two in particular, two that you both worked on and what makes them different. So Andy, let's actually talk about your recipe first. You developed some delicious looking and sounding green goddess chicken thighs. Break down this recipe for me. Well, truthfully, when I, I thought of the whole grilled chicken idea and I wanted to bring on Jesse and, and Rachel, who's not on today, but we are sending our love, who developed uh, some delicious recipes for this package as well. And so I feel like I wanted to give both of them the first choice of cuts. And then I ended up with the boneless, skinless chicken thighs. That's 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 from my perspective. I don't know exactly if they, if they feel the same way. Andy, this um, is not selling your recipe. Come on. <laughs> well, you know, no, no, no. I'm so proud of my recipe, but at the same time, I'm obsessed with the recipes that uh, they both developed. Um, Okay, good sportsmanship. Let's get into the cut first. Boneless, skinless thigh. What does this cut give us toward the overall flavor and sort of texture of the dish? So with boneless, skinless thighs, you're getting two things. You're getting that wonderful fat that you're not going to find in chicken breasts. It has a higher fat content. And also the higher fat content allows it to be grilled directly on the grates. You also have this yogurt marinade. And that yogurt marinade is you're adding additional amount of fat. Also, the acid in there will tenderize it. But the yogurt, once it hits the grill, it creates this kind of caramelized yogurt crust all over the chicken that just... For me, it's perfect. Mm, mm, So good. So you're marinating them in this dressing that 
the inspiration is obviously green goddess salad dressing, right? Yes, very much so. And tell us about like the flavor combos in there. So dairy with chicken, that's something we've seen a little bit before with Samin's buttermilk, the classic buttermilk marinated whole chicken. What does that dairy add to the chicken that helps it kind of work well in this recipe? The yogurt here is tenderizing the chicken, but it's also adding acid. Like I was saying before, it creates this kind of barrier for the meat and the grates, and it forms that nice crust. Mm. And then you score the chicken. So you're cutting some holes into, or cutting kind of slices Uh, into it before it marinates. Tell us about that part. I almost forgot about that part. You know, that that's something where because it's there's no bone uh, and there's no skin, it's it's this kind of irregular, flappy shape to it. Um, <laughs> Raw chicken are, thighs are not the most attractive. No, it's, it, it's, it's not this. It's not the sexiest cut. It's not. You know, it's okay. Uh, but I saw someone making slits, and I thought it was so smart. And I won't do this with any cut of meat, but because chicken thighs are already kind of removed from the boat and you already Mm -hmm. have this kind of, again, irregular shape, I thought, Mm -hmm. all right, let's do a few more slashes and have that yogurt marinade really get in there quickly and also more flavor, more room for it to caramelize. And I thought like, well, that just, you're setting yourself up for success. Yeah, it's really smart. And I bet it does cut down on the amount of time that you would need to marinate it for to get that kind of maximum flavor in there, right? Definitely. And how long are you marinating it for about? I mean, I just call for 30 minutes at room temperature, but you could certainly do this ahead of time, just cover and chill for up to 12 hours. And then I would just uh, set it out for about 30 minutes before you hit it on the grill, if you are doing it that much ahead of time. Yeah, it's really great to have those two options. So if you're kind of doing some last minute cooking, all you need is your 30 minutes. But if you're really thinking ahead or making a big batch for you know a party, you can just pop them in the fridge overnight. And the other thing that's really nice and efficient about this recipe is that you're taking the marinade and then you're also using it as a sauce or you're reserving some of it. So let's be clear, you don't want to put marinade that has had raw poultry in it on top of your cooked chicken, but you're making enough to to add as a sauce. Is that what's happening? Yes, you're making basically a double batch of sauce. Half of it goes with the chicken, uh, just enough to kind of slick it and coat it. And then the other half uh, is used as a kind of a sauce to go with it because that sauce is creamy, it's acidic, it's garlicky. So it actually works really well as a kind of a two-for-one deal. But you could also kind of get away with having the chicken, serving it with some lemon wedges and some crunchy radishes, and then using the remaining dressing as kind of a salad dressing for something else for a second dish or two, or throw it in a grain salad. I feel like that would be delicious. Yeah. It's not just double duty, but possibly triple duty with this sauce on the, on the side, but let's talk about the actual grilling part. So what temp around are we grilling this chicken? I think this is where like my anxiety kicks in with chicken. Cause I'm like, I feel like I always have my grill too hot and then I get char in the outside and undercooked on the inside mm-hmm. or it's too low and I'm waiting forever for my chicken to get up to like 165 and it just, you know, that like scary feeling when your guests are hungry and you're like, oh, my chicken's not done. So what? So where are we, where are we trying to land here? If you're using a gas grill, the truth is you just have to turn to medium heat and let it preheat for a good 10 minutes and you're good to go. Now, if you're working with a charcoal grill, which I love for many different reasons, uh, it takes a little bit more work, but you do get that incredible smoky flavor. Usually I'll never 
have my coals, uh, my charcoal completely even, I'll create a two zone area. You know, you could even create a three zone area in your uh, charcoal grill, but somewhere where it's a little bit lower temp. So you could do indirect cooking. And at the lower heat zone, that is where you're cooking the chicken so that it gets cooked through properly. Mm. And then you have a hotter, higher heat zone where you could finish it and you get that nice sear and crust. But Mm -hmm. with this, I just kind of keep it pretty even, a moderate heat, and let it go kind of over medium heat. And that's where it can, it's because it's a thinner piece of meat and there is no bone and there's no skin, it does really cook really quickly in eight to 10 minutes. Yeah, it's true that the cuts without the bone are always going to cook faster, whether it's in the oven or on the stovetop or on the grill. That's sort of a good thing to keep in mind. But the flip side of that is you have the, you run the risk of them drying out more easily. So definitely, I think also like because this is boneless and skinless, you don't want any flare ups and you don't want anything to like burn too much going from you want that kind of perfect balance of like charred in spots, but not burnt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's uh, you can definitely vi- get an easier way to kind of visualize it with the yogurt marinade for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then talk about the rest times. What's that doing for us? Yeah, I'm adamant about that. And the truth is like bigger pieces of meat need longer resting time. Cuts of meat that have bone uh, are going to also need additional time. You've been cooking your meat, in this case, on the grill. It's hot. It's at a high temperature. You want to let it rest and relax again. You know, you want it's all it's all Mm -hmm. tensed up. It's like in the sun. Yeah. And then you're just trying to like let it chill out, rest for five to 10 minutes and you're letting the juices inside redistribute. Now, if you were trying to uh, slice it up right off the grill, one, it's going to be just painful because you're dealing with a really hot piece of meat. But two, a lot of the juices (laughs) are going to just expel out and not stay inside of the meat. Yes. Okay. so. Jesse, Andy has been preaching the gospel of boneless, skinless, why you should marinate, why thighs are great. And we're going to talk about your recipe in a minute just after the break. But I will say that your recipe, one of the two recipes you developed for this package, include none of those things. So what's your take on Andy's recipe? Is he full of BS over here? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it really depends on like what result you're looking to in your chicken. I love the extra herb that Andy adds to the recipes. Herbs on top of herbs. Yeah, (laughs) always got to love Andy's extra herbs. Okay, I'm here with senior staff writer Alex Beggs to play a little game we are calling Cook, Marry, Grill, where Beggs tells us exactly what she's, you know, cooking, marrying, grilling this season. Beggs, take it away. Okay, so cook. All summer cookout situations need to be topped off with this Greek dessert known as galatopita, which my Greek friend helped me practice pronouncing several times before this podcast. Thank you very much. But on BA.com, we called it ruffled milk pie, which is a nice poetic translation. Um, So this thing is like cheesecake meets baklava meets like, I don't know, it's phyllo in custard cake and there are raspberries. I don't think you need any more information to know what to do next. It looks so good. Uh, You could get the recipe in our August issue. It's also online. And you can watch Samantha Senevaratne make it on our YouTube channel. We will drop those links in the show notes. Okay, so that's what you're cooking, Beggs. What are you going to marry this season? 
Oh, I want to marry these red, somehow fireproof gloves that I got at Ace Hardware because it makes <laughs> fireplace tending and grilling so much better than using a towel or ruining an oven mitt you got at Anthropology on sale. Um, if you shop online, they're called Panacea Fireplace Hearth Gloves, which sound pretty mm-hmm. rustic, uh, <laughs> but you can get them like any brand will work, in my opinion, at from any hardware store, gardening store or Vermont country store if you're stocking up on floral nightgowns. I just don't think you should pay more than 25 bucks for them. I love a good kitchen glove. I know these are more lumberjack style, but I have to tell my kitchen glove pick, which is that after I sawed half my thumb off on a mandolin once, I will not touch that thing without my blade-resistant glove, which I didn't even know was a thing until I found this one. I think mine is from OXO. It's like silver and kind of shiny. I call it my Michael Jackson glove, which we'll link to that in the show notes too, just in case. And neither of these are sponsored. They're just gloves we love. Love gloves. Love to glove. Tell us what you're grilling. Uh, Okay, so I've been grilling mushrooms all year. Shout out to winter grilling because they're superior grilled vegetable. Uh, Cool kid mushrooms like maitake taste the best, but you have to be careful not to lose their frilly edges in the grill grates. So I tend to grill cumini, baby bella mushrooms on skewers, which Kind of makes me think of like little decapitated heads on spikes every time, but <laughs> mm, yum. The char <laughs> brings out that bacony quality that mushrooms have. And we have a new recipe from associate food editor Rachel Gerjar called yogurt marinated mushrooms. And you get to grill mm. flatbread in that recipe too. So double whammy. Yeah, that's a winner. That recipe is in the August issue as well. You can find it linked in our show notes. And we'll also throw in some of our favorite mushroom recipes, grilled, not grilled, etc. Beggs, that was an amazing edition of Cook, Mary Grill. Thank you for joining us. I'm sure I'll talk to you again on this podcast very soon. But until then, see you in the virtual office. Cool. Thanks for having me. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll get into our discussion with Jesse and Andy and talk about Jesse's recipe for a whole grilled bird. I'm going to hop right into your recipe then, Jesse. So you actually did develop two recipes for this package because you are an overachiever, <laughs> which I think you knocked them both out of the park, to be honest. But I'm going to focus on the five-spice spatchcock chicken. The other recipe, the hot honey wings, I encourage everyone to go look those up too. They look incredible. But the spatchcock chicken, we got to talk about because I am just so impressed that you are throwing an entire chicken on the grill. So let's get into it. Yeah. First of all, tell me about spatchcocking. This is a technique that I always hear a lot about around Thanksgiving. I'm never in charge of the turkey, so I've never had to do it. But I know that it's helpful with poultry for certain reasons. What are those reasons? Well, so spatchcocking is basically, you know, cutting it open and butterflying it and make it flatter. Unlike cooking in an oven, you're only grilling it on a direct surface. So it just makes it easier to cook evenly if the surface area is like open up. Another reason is to get like even char just more surface area to be able to get that flame from the direct or indirect heat on the grill. Okay, cool. So in this case, tell me how exactly you do the spatchcocking. So you take a whole chicken and then you locate the backbone of the chicken. What I like to do is take a kitchen shear and you cut along the both sides of the backbone. 
you remove it and then that is basically it. It's you just like open up the bird once the backbone is removed and the bird is ready for seasoning. Wow. Okay. So you're making it sound really easy. Andy, is spatchcocking as easy as Jesse's making it sound? <laughs> I say two tips. Jesse, I'm curious uh, your thoughts on this. I mean, the truth is you can ask, uh, you can go to your butcher and ask them to do this, but you know, this could also, it could also be a learning moment. I think just taking a paper towel and just patting it dry one, you don't want to deal with a wet bird that's slippery and well, no one likes no a wet slippery birds. bird. No wet birds. <laughs> I think it's just the name of it always makes me think I'm doing something really aggressive like pounding it and like breaking something and I have to hear like a crack or I have to have like a lot of muscle but it doesn't sound like that's actually what's happening here I do think there's a moment where we just kind of need to rebrand new name a new name it's yeah I feel like uh, spatchcocked anything doesn't really feel fun so I'm like (laughs) yeah like spinal removal that sounds a little (laughs) (laughs) sounds a little bit too clinical (laughs) I think what scares people when spatchcocking a chicken is like when you are using a knife to like have the knife go in here and cut it. I think that could be potentially dangerous. But if you use kitchen shears to go into it and and cut it, I think that's like a a lot safer and a lot easier technique to to do this. Yeah. Sharp kitchen shears. Yeah. It also hurts your knives. Yeah. So, okay. I've got my head around how we're prepping this now, or at least how we're cutting it. But then there's also a rub. So I think with the dry rub, the good thing about it is that it's really easy to put together. It's just like dry ingredients that you just put together and whisk together into a bowl and just simply applying that. And it usually doesn't need much time. And of course, you can you can put it up to a day if you want to. But like, I think 20 to 30 minutes, it's, it's really good. And the character that dry rubs give to this recipe, it's like this nice crust that it forms on the outside. What goes into your dry rub? So for this dry rub, we have five slice powder. We have white pepper, salt, some MSG, and some light brown sugar. As it grills, it will slowly caramelize up on the yeah. skin and on the surface of the chicken. That sounds so good. And if you if you follow Bon Appetit and have read us for a while, you know that we've talked a lot about MSG as a misunderstood but super useful, versatile ingredient for home cooks. But let's say I don't have MSG on hand at the moment. Is there something else I should be using instead? You could use mushroom powder. But I'd say MSG is really good to have on hand. You know, you can add it to your any soup or stock or dry rubs. It's just like salt. It seasons whatever you're cooking that's savory. Agree. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have our whole chicken. What? How many pounds are we talking about here? Like what size chicken? Around three to four pound is a good size. Okay. So this chicken is taking up like a a good part of a you know, normal household grill. Like we're not, this is kind of the only thing you're grilling or maybe you're getting some some veg around it. Like give me a sense of perspective here. So for this specific recipe, while you're grilling the chicken, we're also like making a sauce with some charred scallion. So while the chicken is grilling, you char your scallion, you chop it up and you chop up the garlic and you prep like all, all everything that you need for the sauce. 
while you're waiting for a chicken to be done. Oh, I love the efficiency of this. Yeah, yeah. When you have hungry guests waiting, you have to use your time (laughs) wisely. (laughs) Right. You can't just keep making them drinks. I mean, you can do that too. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. All right. So how exactly are we getting this whole chicken to cook on the grill? What's the strategy? What's our flipping timing, all that? So for this recipe, I would oil the grates because only one side of the chicken has the skin on. So you prep the grill for both direct and indirect heat on different parts of the grill. I'll oil the grate and then I will place the chicken on the indirect heat side of the grill, bone side down, not flipping it for like about 20 minutes. So that's with the skin down? Yes. Got it. Exactly. And after that, uh, you move it to the direct heat and then just starting to flip it constantly so it doesn't get too charred aside, but you're getting that nice char from the direct high heat. This is what you need to do when you're grilling a whole chicken. You have to stick a thermometer in it to check the temperature. And yeah, you need, yeah, you need it to read about like 165 for it to be safe. So I've heard differing things about this. Like, some people say with a whole bird, you can be a little bit under because then you're going to let it sit and it will continue to come to temperature. Do either of you have an opinion on that? I mean, I'm probably, I've, I don't know. I'm going to get so many letters for this. It's like, I, I don't even know where to begin, but I. Th- <laughs> it's okay. We'll have legal bet this. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I tend to go maybe a touch under. I mean, I, uh, for chicken breasts, I definitely have pulled it just slightly under 150. Like I, I, I've been known to pull it out the 145 mark, but it's going to go up and uh, it's going to be juicy and tender and no one has gotten sick. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Jesse, tell us a little bit more about this sauce that you're finishing. It's got the scallions that have been charred on the grill with the chicken. You said some garlic. How does that come together? So this is a very, very simple sauce. I grew up eating with soup dumplings or buns. So you charge your scallion and then you chop it up and then you chop up some bird eye chilies and some garlic and you just mix everything together in a bowl. And that is your very simple sauce. You can basically put everything together in five minutes. It sounds so good. And so then you're letting your chicken rest and then are you carving it? and pouring the sauce all over like the platter or like serving it for people? What do you like to do with it? What I like to do is let people cart their own chicken. I like to just like put out a whole chicken. You're like, do it yourself. Yeah, I'm like, do it yourself. I'm doing so much already. So you can can do this. (laughs) And also, I feel like that kind of retains the warmth or the heat of the chicken. If you like carve it out all at once and it just gets cold faster. But I think everyone has different opinion on that. Yeah, I don't really trust n- most people <laughs> to carving. <laughs> it's like I'll just if I'm if I'm cooking the bird, I'll I'll uh I'll uh And <laughs> he's like, I'll but do the, the work. The, 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 I'll do the work. But you know what? I'm very uh and this is actually it's so triggering. It's like it, it's like the whole scene and now we're going to Thanksgiving for some reason, but like <laughs> the idea of like carving a bird or a big piece of meat in front of people, it doesn't even, it's not even that it makes me anxious. Cause it doesn't, I, I feel 
good about carving it. It's more that the it's like, okay, I'm dealing with a big piece of meat and I have mm-hmm. like a big knife. It's like everybody needs to back <laughs> off and go away. Like, let me do what I need to do. And it might get a, and it, it might yeah. get weird. And like I might get really intimate in a way that you might not want to see, but it's okay. You don't need to see. There's so like I find splatter, that, there's like, sweat. If yes. And I feel like if you're carving a big piece of meat, to tell the listeners, go to your corner, tell everybody to just like, oh, I'll meet you there in 10 minutes. <laughs> Get and then into it. Get into thing. it. And that's it. And then you just you just uh, arrange it on a platter and then call it a day. They don't need to see you kind of break a sweat. It's fine. So, okay. No chicken recipe reigns supreme. It just seems like, you know, different strokes for different folks. Do what makes you happy. Any concluding grilled poultry thoughts? Don't drink while you're grilling. Just <laughs> I don't know about that, Andy. I don't know about that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting more up to this. I'm getting some real dad vibes. You're like, carve it in the kitchen alone. <laughs> well, thank you both for coming. You both are just incredibly kind and, and good colleagues to each other and to me. And also just a testament to how great these recipes are and all of the recipes in the grilled chicken package. Get it in the August issue on newsstands. Thank you again and talk to you both soon. Thank, Thank, you. You, Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you to our guests, Andy Baragani and Jesse Yu Chen for joining me today and our favorite, Alex Beggs, for popping in. And I just want to say, if you're not all about the chicken, the August issue also has a whole feature on vegetarian grilling and tons more. You can follow Andy on Instagram by just typing in his name, Andy Baragani, and watch all of his Bon Appetit videos on our YouTube channel. And you can follow Jesse on Instagram as well at The Less Cook. You can also read all of Alex Begg's Trader Joe's reviews, tons of other funny essays, and all of her writing on bonappetit.com. If you loved the show, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps keep us food people employed. And you can follow Bon Appetit on Instagram at Bon Appetit Mag and on Twitter at Bon Appetit. Food People is produced by Bon Appetit in partnership with Pod People. Vishnu Vallabhaneni is our senior producer. Ginny Bloom is our showrunner. Madison Lesby is our production manager. And Morgan Foose and Jessica Jones are our associate producers. This episode was engineered by Trey Booty, and the music is by DJ Newmark. June Kim and I provide editorial direction for the series. Special thanks to Matt Zab, Nico Steele, and Julie Shen. I'm your host, Amanda Shapiro, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.